Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies, and my favorite animal is an alligator. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who really hates snakes. And today we are going to be talking about two movies Lake Placid and Anaconda. Two movies. Two movies. You heard it. You heard it, audience. This is our first twin battle episode. We're going to watch twin movies and compare them. Twin movies, for those of you who do not know, are movies that were released roughly around the same time period and are very similar in just structure and plot. Um, The two movies we've selected aren't the best example of a twin movie, but I think they're close enough. Um, best example I can give you, Deep Impact, Armageddon. So yeah, we're going to be revisiting twin movies throughout the series. And our first one, Lake Placid, Anaconda. Whew. Both of these two are a creature feature. Creature feature. Oh man, I love me a good creature feature. <laughs> and almost like uh, slasher movies as well, where just like one character gets picked off every once in a while. Uh, only one of these movies has really that tone. But hey, um, for those of you who do not remember, I'm going to read you their IMDb synopsis. First off, with Anaconda, a National Geographic film crew is taken hostage by an insane hunter who forces them along his quest to capture the world's largest and deadliest snake. Wow. Wow. That's a very solid synopsis. That's what happens. Yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, I always refer to it as the most dangerous jungle cruise with a giant snake. <laughs> and I would describe it as a massive snake and John Void being a creep. But oh, when man. is in heat, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, as much as I want to say the giant snake is a creature in this movie, it's really John Void. Yeah. He is so terrifying in the all of this movie. Um, but yeah, that's that one. Just a giant snake movie. Um, and for those of you who don't remember Lake Placid, INDB says three people attempt to stop a gigantic crocodile who is terrorizing residents in Black Lake, Maine. Okay, so there's a lot that I do not agree with with their synopsis. <laughs> um, it's not three people. There's four main cast members in this movie that are all working together to capture, stop um, a mysterious creature, which turns out to be a crocodile. Um, but it looks like an alligator. Uh, they call it a croc. Everyone, sure, whatever. Um, the crocodile is attacking 
some thing t- attacks people, attacks uh, a bear at one point. Whoa. And uh, they're just all four of them trying to stop it and rescue it and or kill it if it's too dangerous. Uh, yeah. I I always think of this movie, I think, let's stop a gator in a lake. <laughs> um, and I would describe this movie as a water creature feature that has one of Mariska Hargitay's very first acting roles. I, I hope that's not how you pitch it to anyone you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's going to be the hook to this movie? Mariska Hargitay is in one scene right at the beginning and never seen again. Okay, I just, I love her so much. So, you know. Fair enough. I just, I <laughs> when I see this movie, I don't think of her. That's fair. All right. It's, it is a giant gator movie, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Or croc. Croc. Well, when these movies came out, neither one were pretty high in the critics' eyes or the audience's eyes. With Anaconda, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 37 on the tomato meter score. That's, That's pretty rotten. Lake Placid got a 47. So slightly better, but Mm -hmm. they're still both under the 50. Uh, Jessica, what were your first thoughts when you saw, you've seen these before? So I have seen Anaconda. I had not seen Lake Placid before. I have seen Anaconda, I think, once. That was probably within the 90s, maybe early 2000s. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that was my first time and I haven't seen it since now. Lake Placid, I watch like once every five years. I enjoy this one. It's so fun. It's so silly. Uh, I try and recommend, I tell everyone to watch it. Last year, I even got, you know, the wife to watch it. She is not a fan of horror movies. And so, like, the idea of a crocodile that's eating people in a lake, no, I don't want to. (laughs) And luckily, I I was like, hey, it's fun. And Lone Star from Spaceballs is in it. (laughs) I got her into it. Um, But, like, it's... She also she doesn't like horror movies, and so like these to me are like so like B horror or just like really cheesy, not mm-hmm. scary. And especially like I paraphrase, I would always tell her like, okay, I'll tell you when jump scares happen because I know that's what you don't like. Um, but she's seen enough movies now that she like she can knows. Oh, I know that this guy's the next to bite it. You know, mm-hmm. she can see that something's coming. So did she enjoy it, even though she doesn't like horror? Uh, she did like Lake Placid. And um, she did get to sit through Anaconda with me. <laughs> um, she did... Uh, oh, she she didn't hate it. But <laughs> that will be her last time watching it. Okay, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Um, so for my first time viewing, I say, same with you, like, saw Anaconda, like sometime in the early thousands, hardly remembered anything about it except young J-Lo, Ice Cube, young Owen Wilson, uh, creepy Jen Voight in a weird accent, and an anaconda. That's all I remembered from the movie. Um, And then, yeah, this time was my first time watching Lake Placid. And I'll get into it more, but all I'll say for right now is that I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would, truly. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. But it doesn't always happen with me. <laughs> so we're gonna do this a little different because it's this is a team or this is a this is a twin battle. Yes. Double feature and fight. This is double feature. So we're gonna tell you we'll tell you whether or not I think each one is worth a second shot or worth a second chance, but ultimately we're gonna name one is our second chance. And um, let's get into it. Let's um, do it. Right off the bat, let's talk about plot of each one. How do you feel about each one's plot? So each plot is similar, but have enough differences to, to be sort of unique in their own way. Um, so obviously, like we said, they're both like creature feature, water, uh you know group of people trying to well so in in lake placid they're trying to uh contain the issue and then in anaconda they're just trying to survive so that's two different things and avoid the issue Mm -hmm. um i will say that one thing i did like is that even though um we find out it's a a crocodile pretty early on there is at the beginning sort of a mystery of like what's happening what's going on what is this and then as we find out it's a crocodile it's a very huge very specific type so there's also this mystery of like how did this get here this is super weird what are we going to do so I like that as opposed to anaconda where like right away it's like there's this massive snake that eats people we gotta do something about it um so I like that I also like to this isn't necessarily plot, but um, Anaconda is like very serious with like what's happening. Whereas Lake Placid, um, there's a little bit more humor and it does. It seems like it doesn't take itself too seriously, which is something I think made it enjoyable. Um, but yeah, in terms of plot, like similar, but different, um, I would say Lake Placid even sort of has like this fun, happy ending um whereas anaconda is just like intense seriousness snake eating humans throughout yeah the with anaconda we got a group of the national geographic they're not really national geographic but like that they're doing the study a film and they accidentally on their boat ride through the amazon pick up a stranger who's john voight in a very weird south american accent he himself not south american so it's <laughs> it's super weird oh man it's it's tough to like oh this it's not gross. Work. yeah i don't this like it's not work it. today no um <laughs> but he's a very mysterious like stranger that they pick up that knows way too much about the jungle and it turns out all he's really interested in is catching the anaconda even if that leads to some of the people on the boat's deaths he doesn't care all he wants is that anaconda money um so it's just him being selfish and the rest of the people like trying to not get eaten by the snake or get killed by him Mm -hmm. um and they just are rafting down the river in their boat um so it's very yeah so that's that movie so one thing i do just want to touch on in terms of that plot is one for anaconda i do like that there's this like double monster of like uh the anaconda itself and then these this this creep (laughs) John, who's John Voight, obviously. So that's cool. But one thing like that was really like I was kind of having a hard time 
wrapping my mind around and getting behind is that this is like a crew like there's multiple people against John Voight so it's like after a while it's like why are you, all of you like listening to him you like literally could have just like gotten rid of him or taken care of him there's multiple people you know what I mean like well Owen Wilson is like hey I want that anaconda money too right and jumps and then I the the ship captain it turns out was a partner of uh Sarone is his name oh uh, I missed that <laughs> well I mean I wrote all their character names down I always when I'm watching it I'm just thinking oh man John Voight walked onto this set and they have to rewrite the script now. He always seems like an actor that walks onto the set that doesn't feel, I mean, he gives an entertaining performance, but mm -hmm. like, it's like holes. He's in holes and he keeps, I'm Mr. Sir. And I'm just thinking, yikes, I don't think he belongs here at all. <laughs> um, and I don't know if anyone else knew, they were just, well, I guess just keep rolling. Cause like, he's not going to leave. Um, and that's the vibe I get with him. Yeah, to I could see but that. But yeah, no, I didn't get that the captain worked for him. That flew over my yeah. head. I don't know so, how I missed that. Right at the beginning, we get Danny Trejo. He's so young. Yes, young Danny Trejo popped up. I was so and happy to see so him. He's so nervous and scared about something and then climbs to the top of his ship. And before that, something attacks him, he shoots himself in the head. Eventually, our film crew finds this boat and Sarone jumps on the boat before everyone else and finds a picture and it's the three of them the boat captain trejo mm. and um voight all together and you're like oh these three were hunting together and he got left behind somehow or his boat crashed and he was probably out looking for him and so that's the whole like you know oh man this he oh, was okay. never a good dude i missed that point i wish that maybe that was like just a little bit uh emphasized more maybe um, you, maybe you fell asleep during this part you know what that could happen because like ice cube <laughs> comes in the boat because they're this is i think when the the captain gets eaten because he gets in the water mm -hmm. and uh ice cube is in there uh he walks in right is like he's got the like picture and, and you know void tucks it away so no one can see it and the picture is brought up later is like you knew them you know uh, okay uh, but then they're like, we're gonna wait for the dead captain for like a day and see if he turns up, guys. If he ain't coming within ten minutes, he's he's not coming. That back. annoyed me too. Where they were like, oh well, we gotta sit out in the water and see if he comes back. It's like, guys, no, he's super dead. Yeah. <laughs> what do you you, got, you know? There's a snake eating people out there. There's no way he walked that far away right. and just left everyone. Like, I'm just gonna swim and do my own thing. Tired <laughs> of being your boat captain. Um, and that brings me to like another plot point for both these movies. Um, sometimes in Anaconda, like the behavior about this snake was like, guys, get it together, <laughs> like get it together. Whereas like in Lake Placid, like there was a, a a definite belief of like how these people are handling the situation and how it relates to the the story unfolding whereas in anaconda it's like why did are you any of you equipped to be out here like are, like why are you out here you should not be filming out here crew especially for the jungle being as dangerous as it is they brought zero people <laughs> that would help them there's uh, a director camera operator sound technician producer 
the talent and then the boat captain, I think are the only crew that they bring. Oh, and then, oh, the who takes a nap the entire time. Uh, <laughs> Eric Stoltz plays like the scientist that like, or the archaeologist. I forget what, what profession he actually is. Uh, but he's the one that wants to study this like specific tribe out that they're trying to find. They never get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets uh, stung by like some sort of like hornet in his while he's scuba diving to undo to do something. Um, and so they got to do a tracheotomy and he's asleep the entire time. Yeah. Taking a nap, resting. I totally forget he's around. Oh, yeah. I you forget because he's laying in bed. And then also makes us like, oh, we got to hurry up through this and take the dangerous route because we got to get him back to safety. So right. It speeds up their journey a bit. Um, but I will say like that doesn't like it, sh- it add intensity to the plot that it should have because oh, like him. Yeah, not at yeah, all. Yeah, because at first they're like, OK, we we have to go. We have to get, get him somewhere. And then so at some point in the movie, that just kind of falls off. They're like, oh, yeah, he, how's he doing? I guess they'll fine. do a shot every once in a while, him just in his bed. Yeah. And he's not doing, like, yeah. He's yeah. not doing well, guys, but... One last thing I do want to say about uh, the plot again is that, like, and sort of circling back to what I was saying, like, I like that in Lake Placid, it's people like who are who who have knowledge of the situation who know what's happening but that doesn't mean they are guaranteed safety um i find that to be more compelling than just like a group out fucking like in the jungle water being like what do i do like i i I don't you're an idiot like i can't help you (laughs) but like i like that lake class it's like we we have an idea but like holy shit what are we gonna do so Lake Placid, uh, something eats a diver that was like tagging beavers. And so the sheriff instantly calls animal control or like um, the the nation's animal control. Uh, the wildlife, you know, calls wildlife. They send over Bill Pullman. So we got two experts. One is just, you know. Uh, knows the lake. He just knows the lake, mm-hmm. knows the law. The other one you know, knows the animals of the lake. Um, they send an archaeologist because they find a tooth in that body um, and she gets sent over. And then because of the news, some guy who's like the crocodile hunter, who's kind of bananas, but also so much fun, so much energy, he comes in and it, it's, yeah, like she said, four people that know what they're doing, know what they're talking about and trying to figure out like how to locate this thing why like how is it so big and massive because they realize it's almost like prehistoric that's how big it is um because i think one of the longest ones they've ever recorded in a lake was like 20 feet and this is supposed to be like 40 feet which is even more bonkers mm-hmm. um and um oh, spoiler alert guys <laughs> i don't know why we keep forgetting to tell you that but we're we're reviewing movies it's going to be some spoilers (laughs) we get a little betty white who's been feeding these gators which is crazy but we'll talk about characters specifically in a bit um and so yeah i like that it does have like this mystery that plays out of like we're trying to discover more than just trying to escape something yeah um and it's them working together 
rather than just all just trying to like fight this one crazy guy in the stake. So when it comes to like just the plot of them, I think Lake Placid wins for me in plot. I agree. I think um, Lake Placid does too. The differences that it has over Anaconda just makes it more compelling and like interesting to watch. And like I said, they're experts. I want to know like, okay, these people are well equipped. How are they going to deal with this? So I'm kind of like invested in what's going on the whole time. Um, So yeah, for me, plot wise, Lake Placid. Boom. One, nothing. One. All right, guys, we're going to dive into characters next. So... Jessica, which movie would you like to talk about characters first? Oh, so let's just get Anaconda. Let's do that first. <laughs> let's do Anaconda first. With we talked characters. about the film crew. Yes. So we talked right. about the um, the film crew. Uh, so the characters... Um, Did any characters stand out besides John Voight's <laughs> character? So the thing about the characters in Anaconda is that I feel like I don't know them. Um, So when I look at the characters, I look at like the cast. So like Jayla's character, I see J-Lo. Ice Cube, I'm like, cool, Ice Cube's fun, but I don't know his character. Owen Wilson, I'm like, hey, there's young Owen Wilson with a camera. I barely... I barely know his deal besides that he's like a go-getter and wants to film. Um, and I, wants to bang his girlfriend in the jungle. And wants to bang his girlfriend in the jungle. Okay. Um, girlfriend, don't know anything about at all. So I don't like have, I don't know anything about these people. <laughs> the girlfriend, I really think it's funny because I think she's more like, I, I think she's like the producer. Okay. I, or yeah, because JLo's the director. Sure. I think she's the producer. Um or sound mixer. I don't know. But Owen operates the boom mic for this stuff. But like because we know who Owen Wilson is, we just assume like, oh, it's Owen's girlfriend. We're in actually I think he's her boyfriend. And they kind of go hand hand in hand. I only see them as that's the boyfriend, that's the girlfriend. They're the couple of mm-hmm. this movie. And yeah. But I also, like, because I don't know them as characters, I have no attachment to their relationships. So yeah. It's like, whatever. Um, like, yeah, that's the other thing, too. Like, I don't remember what each one of them even does, like, in terms everyone's, of their position. Everyone's pretty, everyone's pretty one note. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like, what their roles are in the crew. I don't know, like, th- their motivation. Like, I just don't know who these people are. Like, I like seeing young J-Lo and Ice Cube. I think they're fun. Like, if any of these characters died, I was never like, oh, no, not him. It was just like, oh, okay. There was only one that made us jump. It was, mm-hmm. um, well, I mean, I, I saw it coming because I, I remember the movie. And I remember this is like one of the most epic shots when Jonathan Hyde is in the waterfall. He was kind of being a distraction so the other two could get away. And he jumps off the waterfall to escape the anaconda, but the anaconda just jumps down and twirls around and bites him in the face. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. Poor guy. I felt it's, bad about that one. But yeah. I was like, well, I mean, there was four of you left. One was going to die. <laughs> right. And yeah, that like that shot, that death is really intense. But at the same time, yeah, I wasn't like, oh no. Like I just didn't I didn't have any attachments to these characters. Yeah. So 
Well, um, and you need you, that for like a preacher feature or slasher. You need like your people to be like, oh my God, they have to survive. And then when they don't, you should have to feel it. And I just didn't, I didn't get that with these characters. I guess maybe that's because they're disposable. They got to have one killed off every like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so when it happens, it's going to be like, oh, cool monster death. Or, uh, you know, because I, I know watching, I'm like, I know at least jlo or ice cube is making it to the end like one yeah. of the two is making it out they they both do which is great but like you know they're the only two oh i guess sleepy eric holtz uh i forget that he's well he's like in a coma because of his like hornet sting in his throat but like yeah i forget he's in this i mean that's so. another thing too they literally have one of their characters like out for the count the whole movie <laughs> and it's like eric schultz it's a bigger name like you have him in the movie just to like take a napsy poo like <laughs> <laughs> i'm sleepy i'm sleepy that man hurt. what a, i mean like did he man he just cashed a really nice paycheck for that i bet straight what up the easiest paycheck i don't know how big that paycheck was but at least it was easy work all he had to do was like nap <laughs> just be just lay still we're gonna apply some bandage to your neck it's not gonna be that much there you go <laughs> Good for him. Good for all him. Right. For so that the characters game. in Lake Placid, mm-hmm. I think, are just all fun. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of sarcastic. Um, I think this comes from the writing style of David E. Kelly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. I lost my mind when I found out David E. Kelly wrote this movie. Yeah. My God. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, as we might know, he's written quite a few things. Um, let's pull this up. He did Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. That's well. That's the most recent. That's thing. the most recent thing. I think he's most famous probably for Ally McBeal, mm-hmm. uh, The Practice. David E. Kelly, I think, has like um, just that writing quirky, like sarcastic characters, um, which I think every character has kind of got its own sense of humor, or at least tone of humor, in this. Yeah. I agree. And I think also each character uh, is fleshed out and you also do get like a bit of like who they are, like where they come from, some backstory, what they're all about. So they're much easier to like get behind. We're only juggling four instead of like eight characters. Yes. Four like Um, main characters and then a couple supporting. But then again, like the supporting characters, like I know what they're about. Like I know who they are. So we'll start off the bat with, um, let's go in order of how we meet them. Uh, we get Brendan Gleeson, uh, who plays Sheriff Hank. Uh, Sheriff Hank is a lot of fun. Uh, he's kind of like grumpy curmudgeon. Uh, and, you know, he's got the responsibility of figuring out what's in this lake so all his residents can be safe. Um, he does not get along with Crocodile Hunter at all, which is so fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um he kind of has a respect with the uh, the fish and wildlife game uh, Bill Pullman, who's brought in next, uh, who's pretty like responsible, very like sarcastic, and just like, yo, I have to be here. Like, we'll figure this out, you know. Um, then we get Bridget Fonda, who plays Kelly Scott, who's I think kind of the biggest like lead in this movie. In terms of like the character we follow, yes, yeah. Um, right off the bat, 
uh, she's working at a museum. She's an archaeologist. She gets to hold this, guys. Talk to Marishka Hargitay. Yes. God, Bridget Fonda, so lucky, lucky gets to talk to a very young, very gorgeous Mariska Hargitay. And the reason for that is because Mariska Hargitay's character is sleeping with Kelly's current significant other slash boss. And so... Who, can I just say, is yeah. like, there is no way in the real world that that guy could give both of those babes get out of here that's, that's <laughs> the most unbelievable part of the movie not the crocodile <laughs> that okay. dude <laughs> so because of this <laughs> i guess to avoid drama at work he sends <laughs> kelly along like um they they need to check out a tooth in maine go do that <laughs> and you know what? I felt like they always kind of like pushed this character around, but after the second or this current watch, she's like, you know, I see that she's like, you know what, guys? Fuck this past. I'm doing my own thing now, and I'm figuring this out. And from that point, she's not taking shit from anyone, but at the same time, man, she takes a beating through this movie. Yeah. Um, every chance she gets, she gets knocked in the water by this crocodile. Like yeah. if someone has to get knocked out of the boat, it's her. And I, I cannot figure out like what's going on with this character. Like she's really strong and determined, but also just very, just a, just a punching bag. Yeah. Well, I like that about her though, because like she's, she's learning how to become strong and strength and come into her own. But like, there's going to be literal bumps along the way, but like, she's still going to, come through so i like that and might i say bridget fonda literally is giving you every emotion in this character you can think of she is nervous she's scared she's happy she's elated she's crying she's fearful like she everywhere she goes everywhere with this character oh man i think someone who brings a lot of energy into this movie is oliver platt mm -hmm. he plays essentially like a crocodile hunter who's obsessed with crocodiles, believes they're like gods. And so he wants to like study this thing and get up in its face. Um, and is kind of a nuisance to everyone else because he's like, it's my way. I'm going to do it, you know, have fun. And he wants to party the entire time too, which for the audience, it's awesome. For the other three, it probably really obnoxious. Because um, I think he also, I can't ever tell because I can't tell when he's joking and when he's not joking he used to have a relationship with kelly or at least slept with her once i thought that was a joke i could but like i can't tell because yeah, you can't tell she gives like uh an answer like shut up like don't tell anyone or that didn't happen i can't tell if it was a joke or not a joke because he's so like charming and silly like i think it was a joke but it could have been the truth i don't know yeah, he's truly a wild card character, which makes it really fun. Yeah, he and he gets up close with him, Croc. Oh with yeah, croc. he loves him, Croc. Okay, um, and then I think the scene stealer of this movie. Totally, I know who you're gonna say. Betty White. Oh man, as, as we all should know from Golden Girls, she's hilarious. But I, I, I feel like in this movie she was in her seventies or eighties. Probably around there, yeah. Um, she's this little lady that lives off the lake. And it turns out um, 
again, super spoilers here. She's been feeding the crocodile. She's been feeding it her own cows on her little foot. She's the only property that lives off the lake. And she just like, like walks that cow out there and slaps it and like, here's supper. <laughs> Enjoy. And a croc is just like waiting for it. Like, yay. <laughs> she has Thank like... you for being a friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> even it's... her husband got eaten by one and it's just so the first time we meet her they're just asking her questions about like hey have you seen or like and uh have you seen anything mysterious like where's your husband at oh the crocodile ate him what no that's not what she says oh no. i killed him that's right she's like she yeah they they asked that's, her like i'm so sorry everyone <laughs> i was very wrong um, they ask her, like, your husband, like, died suspiciously, like, oh, and he kind of went missing. What happened? And she, in her, her little Betty White voice, just goes, oh, I murdered him, and then gets into this hilarious, wild monologue about how, like, he was dying, and he asked her, him to, like, put him out of his misery, and so, and she's like, and so then one day, I just bashed his head in, and it's like, and then we later find out actually the the crocodile ate him um but it was an accident, an accident. it didn't mean it to yeah it was an accident so then she's like still feeding the crocodile and it's just she has like honestly like probably the wildest character in the movie and it's played by betty white and also she swears so much which is hilarious to watch betty white say some yep. really intense swear words. They're like almost trying to arrest her. Like, ma'am, you can't go anywhere because you lied to us about this. And she's like, cocksuckers. You're all a bunch of cocksuckers. I knew it at first, but I didn't want to say anything. She's just so fun. So much energy from such a little thing. I know she like really gives it. It's just so fun to watch her in this role. And I can, I, you could tell too, she had fun with it as well, which has made it so much better. But yeah, man, Betty White, and like, I, watch this movie just for Betty White. Cause when it's I think amazing. of Betty White, this is the number one project that comes to mind when I think of her. Yeah, honestly, like, she, this is like more hilarious than Golden Girls because she just goes there. She goes there. I loved it. I wish Ugh. she had more opportunity to be this, like, just vulgar all the time yes like, a project where she was just really off the like they let her off her leash in this one they do i love like playing against the like sweet old betty white and she's just like has a mouth of a sailor is doing some wild stuff it's amazing oh man well i think it's very clear just by <laughs> us talking with such passion which one we thought had the better characters can i already give the point to like placid we have to. I two mean, nothing. Two nothing. Wins for characters. <laughs> All right. Let's see the next one. Let's talk about the creature itself. A uh, snake versus a crocodile. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Rah. It ate me. Um, so we got two big monsters here. We got an anaconda and we got a crocodile. Um which one do you think is more of a threat? See, this is really hard because I'm a little biased because I hate snakes. All kinds snakes of snakes. Gross. They freak me out. Like, just all of them, even the non-threatening ones. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Um, like, but I think 
it's it's hard because the anaconda is terrifying. It's a literal human eating snake, which is my nightmare. But at the same time, there's also something about a 40 foot crocodile that's just hanging out in the water that well, the, could pop up anytime. The anaconda itself I, I, might be as long. I have no, I don't remember the measurements they give of the anaconda, but it's also massive, a massive, it's bigger than an anaconda typically is. Mm -hmm. That's why Voight wants to capture it. Um, I think the fact, uh, like the, we look at the kill count of each animal. Uh, the crocodile only takes out the tracker, one deputy, just bites its head off, um, takes out a bear, eats a cow that was fed to. Um, we only see like it eat four things in the entire movie. Whereas like that snake um, probably eats Danny Trejo. It eats um, at least three people on the boat or four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh maybe even fought. Like it it is attacking everyone. There's only one person on the boat that that dies that isn't killed by the snake. Um I think the snake has the higher kill count and I think the snake is a bit scarier because the croc is only like in the water. It's even up like swimming with Hector like nose and it doesn't even try and eat him. Uh it's pretty like docile. I think that's like alligators. I don't know. I think crocs are very mean. Alligators kind of like take a little nibble and like test like, is this food? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but like that snake is like, I'm going to squeeze it and kill it first and then I'll eat it. Yeah, that's Plus, true. The Plus gator's only in the water. That snake crawled up a waterfall, crawled mm -hmm. into the boat. It's it has the ability to go way more places than that croc does. And the croc's not very fast. Well, that snake was quick. That's very true. Also, the fact that, like, the croc has this sort of, like, semi-sweet relationship with Betty White makes it <laughs> a little less threatening. But you're right. Like, it's contained to a lake. You can just get out of the lake, you know? Whereas that snake, it's, it can come for you. It can come for you. Um, and, yeah, there's no sort of, like, hesitation. So... One thing I think is weird, it's a twist reveal that there's two gators or two crocs mm -hmm. um, in Lake Placid. Um, there's only one little, there's one giant snake. Um, yeah. Oh, man. But it's it's very terrifying. I, the size of the snake also seems to like grow and shrink constantly. Um, but it's I think snakes are way creepier, at least in terms of these two movies. I think that snake is way more dangerous than the croc is. So this might be where Anaconda gets a point. I would have to agree. I think the snake is a bigger threat, much more menacing, and overall snakes freak me the fuck out. So yeah, I got to give it to Anaconda for the creepier creature. Two to one. Two one. Hey, hey Jessica, let's talk about the effects. We just talked about the creatures. Let's talk about how good those creatures looked or it didn't look, you know, it's been, what, almost 20 years for each creature? Yeah. Almost 30? No, it's about 20 years each creature. So um, I don't know, like, the behind the scenes of, like, CGI versus practical. I don't know what was used for either. Um, Both were used for each one. 
Okay. So practical is more so like they built a model, they built an animatronic. There is an actual physical thing that we could see, we could touch. That was a big floating gator that they had for at least the Hector thing. That was definitely a real gator. Most of the other shots of the gator are CG, CGI. Okay. Uh, so it's computer graphic image that is, you know, they made it in a computer. So the snake is all over the place with both. Got um, it. Most of the times when you the, see the snake in like big wide shots, when it's moving quickly, CGI, nice move. The movement on the CGI snake, actually both creatures, the movement looks really good. I think it still holds up 20 years later. They both look like they move well. Um, they don't look great in terms of like lighting mm-hmm. um because j- the technology wasn't there right uh just the way the light hits it our eyes like see it a little differently and it's like the shadows aren't in the right place so when our eyes see that we think oh that that looks weird that's off and it looks like it's just like i don't want to say it's like pasted onto the screen because it doesn't look that bad um but it definitely looks like it doesn't belong in this world I agree that, yeah, like, that's no fault of the films because, you know, technology was new. They're still tr- trying to figure out the it was lighting. 97 and 99 is yes. when these films got released. But I will say, yeah, that the movement of these creatures when it's, it, in general, is, is really strong and it holds up well. So in that case, like, both of them, good job. Um, I will say, though, there were times, and I can't, I don't know if it was, like, the effects or the sequences where... Parts of Anaconda just came off as like cheesy or hokey. It's the animatronic. Yeah. So where it's an actual like snake mouth and it like opens like meh. Yeah. And they're like trying to like shoot its mouth or even like hit it in the head with an axe. It just like looks really fake as an animatronic. Yes. When it's a CGI thing and slithering around, it looks really good. Um, oh, it looks creepy. And you're like, oh shit, it's going to get them. Oh. Yeah, which is um, interesting because the technology of animatronics was something movies have been using for a while at that point. So you would think they would have had good on that and like not so good on, on CGI and special effects, but like opposite. So that's interesting. Um, I I find that the animatronics in like Placid holds up. Well, I mean, there's not really any animatronics to that. It's just the one, as far as I can tell, it's the one gator, but at least the special effects of like seeing the gator attack like a bear or seeing it like uh trying to attack them on the shore at the end mm-hmm. i think in the even getting the cow like everything just looks and moves well um it looks scary except again the lighting is kind of weird on each one i will say one of my favorite shots using practical effects happens in anaconda when john voigt gets eaten um they have a shot from inside the middle of the snake swallowing him whole and you get mm-hmm. to see like him enter the enter the snake and i was like whoa that is gross and awesome <laughs> that is a really dope use of like and anim- like that that shot is really really cool i do really like that and yeah it's gross you see the inside you see him uh, um so i did like that one a lot so out of the, out of the two effects what are we giving it to? This is hard. I personally would give it to like Placid because 
Um, and here's why. I think that, uh, you, again, there's a lot of technical things that you can't fault the movie for because they were still learning how to use it. But there's something about like the effects in um, Lake Placid that just feel less hokey. Like they feel like they it moves well, it looks well. I, it's it looks believable whereas in Anaconda there are some moments like that but there's also a lot of moments where it's like oh that's that's not real come on I think yeah as much as I like the the swallowing shot the, the there's definitely some shots of just that snake robot head that is just like oh that's not that's not real this is silly <laughs> it makes it really goofy especially because the tone of the movie is not goofy at all um, so yeah, I think Lake Placid is winning this one. Yeah, so we got three one. Let's let's get rate right the vibe then. Rate right the feel? vibe. So each one is essentially classified as a horror movie. I don't know if I would ever. I, I think creature feature is its own genre. Yes, a subgenre of horror. Yes. I feel like horror is like a slasher. Something's being possessed. There's creepy ghosts. It's made to make us feel like very scared and nervous. Whereas this, I'm just like, it's almost like a thriller. Like, I'm nervous because there's a snake jumping at me, but I'm not like, I don't know. Like, I'm not like worried. Right. I don't think it, it hasn't had the effect like Jaws about keeping us out of the water. Yes. Lake I Plaza has for agree. me. I, when I get invited on those lake, the houseboat trips, the lake house, I get nervous getting in the water, even though there's no gators in those lakes. <laughs> I'm just like, oh man, you never know. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a weird feeling. And I think that's going to affect the wife on the next trip. <laughs> Especially I'll keep oh. saying, hey, remember like Placid? That was such a fun movie. <laughs> that's just cruel. Don't do that to her. No. Um, Especially because so- I w- she was really kind to watch these movies. Break her out of that comfort zone. <laughs> um. So for me... The vibes I touched on a little bit uh, are very different. Uh, Anaconda takes itself very seriously. It definitely was meant to be a serious horror movie. Yeah, where um, like one person gets killed off every so minutes. Yes, and like build suspense of like who's going to be next. Like oh, how no, we we're in danger. Yeah. Oh my god, be scared! It could pop up any minute. But like that doesn't play well i don't think at least for me um i'm never scared it's very hokey i'm never scared watching it it's more just like oh that guy oh eaten okay oh snake like i'm not like oh my god i didn't see that coming where uh in lake placid uh it doesn't take itself too seriously there's a lot of really witty dialogue um that makes it sort of like less serious Uh, I don't want to say like funny because even though there's funny like dialogue moments like the events aren't necessarily super funny. I don't know it goes back and forth between like this like um, creature feature mystery and some humor. So I like the fact that it it didn't take itself too seriously and just made it like more fun. I felt like way more fun watching Lake Placid. No fun at all watching Anaconda. What a vibe these movies have given us. So um, I think I can clearly point out our winner with the wet tone we liked uh, overall of watching these. Is it 4-1 four, four now? 4-1. Well, before I name a winner, there's one little test I wanted to do. 
And okay. I know you'll really like this one. Oh. Especially from this movie being 20 years old. Each one's <laughs> about 20 years old. We're going to see if either one passes the Bechtel test. Oh. Joe, would you like to explain what the Bechtel test is? Yes, I would like to would you like to yeah would you like to mansplain the Bechtel test to yeah. us? <laughs> can you can you hush a minute so I can explain this real quick? <laughs> Yikes. Oh we 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 wouldn't pass this test ever. <laughs> so passing or failing the Bechtel test is not necessarily uh like it's of how women are represented in work, but just more so of like their representation. Yes. So it's not like we're judging like did these women do certain things? It was how did we get enough presence of women in this movie and called to gender gender equality? Um, so they got three roles for the Bechtel test. One, the movie has to have at least two women in it who talk to each other about something other than a man. So I will say both of these movies have, I would say, two women in each one tops uh i guess we'll know lake placid has a few it has marishka hargitay i forgot but there's also a <laughs> How deputy could you forget? the deputy plays a bit more of a, a role in it um in both movies uh i don't know about anaconda i don't remember a scene where jennifer uh lopez j-lo is talking to girlfriend character Mm-hmm. of the couple no i don't know if there's an actual scene of those two just having a conversation they're on the boat i don't think there's ever one where they like hey we should take care of this snake on her like there's none of that no there could have been but there wasn't so mm-hmm. instantly fails because those are the only two lake placid had two it could have had a third opportunity but it has two opportunities betty white i don't think talks to another female at all she does right. talk to Bridget Fonda, but she's talking about her dead husband, so that doesn't count. Okay, I didn't re- I didn't remember that they talked together. Um, Mariska Hagate at the beginning, um, they're definitely talking about their boss, right? Yeah, no, they definitely are because she's like, <laughs> "Hey, I have a secret. I've been banging our ugly boss that you've been banging." Sorry. Oh. Now, but the third one is where we get all sorts of bonkers. Oh man! So <laughs> it's the uh, so there's a deputy. So she's like, I would say the second in command for the law force in this movie. Who one has an intense amount of cleavage for a deputy, and two is Meredith Salinger. Yay! It was fun seeing her in this. Yeah. Um, in this so and for the majority of the movie, uh, this deputy is kind of has like um i want to call it a romance a an thing. infatuation a, a, thing. a flirt a flirty a flir- thing a flirty thing she has kind of a thing for hector the uh the croc hunter oh man and they they have fun a lot of dancing going on but on their very first night um kelly has to ask a very important question <laughs> because she's never been camping in the woods um she wants to know if the men are going to rape her um, I mean, solid question. She's looking out for her own good. Sure. Good you. But, oh man, that was your first question. That's the very first time. She's like, hey girl, I just like have a quick question. Like, um, so like, are they gonna like, I, I, she references some movie. I can't remember what it is, but she references something essentially being like, 
Was it so, Deliverance? Yes, yes. She was like, so like at night, are they going to go like all Deliverance on us out here? And she's, and uh, that, Meredith That's Salinger. a whole different tone of a movie. Yeah. Oh. Um, and Meredith Salinger's kind of like, uh, no, that's not how <laughs> camping goes. And Bill Pullman's like just standing right there hearing this the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, like, what the hell? Uh, You can have your own tent (laughs) by yourself. Uh, You go away from us. So that definitely does not pass the Bechdel test. Then it's kind of clear. One, neither pass the Bechdel test, but the one that comes the closest, I guess, is Lake Placid. (laughs) Yeah, at least those women are talking to each other. Yeah, that's nice. (laughs) And there are three of them. And there's three of them. And one is an older woman. Technically, there's a fourth one if we count Marushka. True, true, true. Um, and yeah. so yeah, we got a young, we got youngs, we got an elderly woman. So yeah, there's women. There's there's women. All right, good good for them. <laughs> and they did make like the two women in the movie way more entertaining than the other men. That's true. I enjoyed but, them. But man, are those everyone? All five of the top main cast members are just. So entertaining. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I like everyone. Anyway, it's a clear winner. Lake Placid wins. Yay! Yay! (laughs) No, definitely give Lake Placid a second chance for sure. It's super fun. I really enjoyed it. You know, Anaconda, I feel like, is more known, like, pop culture wise, uh, maybe for not the best reasons. Um, But Lake Placid, often forgotten about. And I, I say justice for Lake Placid. Go watch it. Yeah, it's been a while, but I think it still holds up. It's yeah. It's just like in every department. It's fun. And if you like Anaconda and are thinking about rewatching it, don't. Watch Lake Placid. I promise don't. you it's better. <laughs> it, it, Lake Placid is definitely more fun. It's just better. Um, it's just better. Not to say that Anaconda was terrible. No. But um, if you've already seen it, watch, watch Lake Placid instead yeah way more fun and yeah it's a uh, it's a very forgotten movie which upsets me because i very much enjoyed it i'm glad you finally got a first chance with it me too and i probably would give it a second chance because i had a lot of fun i have given it so many chances (laughs) i could see why it's just all around good creature feature fun what a creature feature creature feature we need BD McBeatface to make a song about Creature Feature. Oh, that would be fun. Speaking of, thank you, BD McBeatface, for making our amazing intro. We love it so much. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Second Chance Movies. Uh, you can also find links to our personal social medias in the description. Um, we are on YouTube as well if you want visuals. And if you're watching this on YouTube, we are on wherever you can find your podcast. So if you like what you've been hearing, please rate and review us. It really helps. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next Sunday with another Second Chance movie. Thank you. Bye. Bye. John Voight sucks. Bye. Second chance.